Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask you to direct us, inspire us, lead us by your spirit into your holy word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. We want to continue on our subject last week. We began how to, how to do what? How to deal with demons. Amen. Hallelujah. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How to deal with demons? Number one, you have to be strong. Amen. Number one, you have to be strong in the Lord. Is that not so? And you can decide and you must decide to be strong in the Lord. Okay? Then the next one is put on, let's read it together, verse 11. Put on... For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. Hallelujah. All right. Let's read verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Verse 14. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. Now, we must learn how to deal with demons. There are many ministries now which call themselves deliverance ministries. You know, and as you um, stay in the Christian world, you will realize that every few years there is a new wave of something new that comes on the scene. Now, if you are grounded in the Word of God, you will not easily be swayed to and fro. I'm not saying that these new things which come are not from God. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that as you grow and stabilize in Christ, in the Lord, these new things that come will not lead you from one place to the other, you swing here. The Bible says, toss to and fro. That means you keep swinging from here 
to there, to here, to there, to here, to there. That is not God's plan. It is not God's plan for you to be jumping from church to church. It's not God's plan for you to be jumping from prophet to prophet or from apostle to apostle. That is not the will of God. God's will and plan for you is to be stable. Let me tell you, any tree that is uprooted and transplanted often has not got much future, especially after it's been planted for quite a while. If you look at the trees we have out there, we planted them some years ago, and you realize that if we uproot one of them, and say, okay, we are going to plant it at the other side of the car park, it's not likely to flourish. And this is what happens to many Christians. They are planted in one place for a while. After they've established roots and they've grown a bit and they've become quite stable, they hear that on the other side of the car park, there is an apostle. <laughs> and then they, they move over there and they and uproot the plant which God has taken his time to plant somewhere and then they move over there. Or perhaps they are offended with one thing or the other and then they move across the road to another place. And no wonder they don't flourish and they don't prosper. Such people do not do well in life because God's plan, he says that you will be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. I said trees of righteousness. Oh, I said trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That is the plan and the will of God for every one of us. To be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. So, why am I teaching us how to deal with demons? Because there are all sorts of things that keep coming up. And we as Christians need to know what to do in order to deal with demons ourselves. Or as a church, praise the Lord. Do we have to remove all our clothes and be uh, anointed in the nude? That means, do we have to take off our spiritual, our clothes, so that we will, we will, be, we will move our uh, spiritual um, wedding dress, as some people are, are doing now? Do we have to do that in order to be delivered from demons? I'm talking about something that happens really and practically. Practically, it happens. They will say, the reason why you are 32 years old and you are not yet married is because then you are spiritually married. And you need to have your spiritual wedding dress removed so that you can wear another spiritual wedding dress. And they will undress the poor young lady totally naked till she's 100% naked like a banana in front of 10 grown men who claim to be delivering her. And now people are anointing different parts of the body. Now, yes, now this, you see, I'm telling you about things that are going on. And people want to have something new. You know, when the thing sounds weird, or it sounds wild, or it sounds, you know, hey, what is this? You know, then we want to go for it. And they say, hey, if you do this and you stand on your head, you cover your face with powder, you wear this, you bath with this soap, you have this chain, I'll give you this, and you do that. And then they feel that, yes, something is being done for them. But listen to me. Let us study from the Word. When you are rooted and grounded in the Word, you will no longer be a child. Turn just back to chapter 4. You are in chapter 6. Turn to chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. It says in verse 11, He gave some apostles and some prophets, and some past evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, 
for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, verse 13, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more, no more what? No more what? No more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. What is a wind? A wind is something that comes and goes. The wind blows today and tomorrow it doesn't blow. So the next time there's a wind, you are moving with the wind. By the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into him in all things. Amen. So I am teaching you what I am teaching and I'm preaching to you the word of God. And I want to stabilize you. The Bible says God gave apostles, pastors to teach you. Amen. To perfect you. Hallelujah. So that you will no longer be children who move here and tomorrow you are there and tomorrow you are there there are people in the congregation there are people listening to me who are today here tomorrow they are tossed to another place the next time they are moved with another wind tomorrow there is a, the next time there is this move and there is that move and let me tell you you know you, you, you need to grow up and be a stable Christian I, 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 I meet people who have been told they said a prophet told me that uh, uh, I, should, I should not be in Lighthouse. I've had people who have told me a prophet, a prophet, a so-called prophet, tells them that they should not be in, in, in this church. Now let me tell you something. God does not give prophets to guide you into what you should do. He gives us the Holy Spirit to guide us into what we should do in our lives. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It is as many as are led by prophets. If you don't have enough sense to know what church to go to, then perhaps you need a prophet to come and tell you. Amen. And no prophet, no prophet can, can come and tell me this is what I should do or this is what I shouldn't do. But you see, sometimes people get frightened because the prophet comes up to you and tells you, hey, look, and I've had people in my church. There are people who are in this church who are now no more here because the prophet says, uh, the Lord says this, uh, I see you traveling to and fro. <laughs> and then the prophet, the prophet will come to the pastor. Pastor, come. Pastor, big daddy, come. Stand there. <laughs> I see you traveling to and fro. I see you in the ministry. I see many people gathering as you minister. As you travel to and fro, your senior pastor will be jealous of you. <laughs> and uh, he will try to clamp you down. But the Lord says, I've prepared another place for you. Outside Lighthouse. <laughs> and he's also saying, Amen. <laughs> Clap for him, you may be seated. Now the person is telling him that he's supposed to be in another church. And he's telling him that he, as he travels, the, the people will be jealous. Let me tell you, I know a charismatic church in this city 
one of these prophets came and told the main, well, the main assistant pastor, this very prophecy that I'm telling you, the pastor left the church with about 500 members and the whole church was broken. The pastor was so broken. So what I'm trying to tell you, we are not against prophets, we are rather praying for prophets to come. We, want, we believe it's a very important ministry. But what we are saying, there are certain things that we have to grow up so that when that wind blows us, we say, no, no, this wind can't blow me. I'm not blown about by such a wind. Amen. And, and maybe we need to grow up a bit more so that we can be ready to receive the, the ministry of, 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 of all sorts of prophets. Amen. And I'm saying this, you, you've got to stabilize your heart where you are, where you belong. Amen. And don't be deceived by spectacular uh, moves of, 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 of prophetic ways. <laughs> don't, don't be moved. Don't be moved by so-called uh, uh, deliverance. You went here and when, when you, were, you were being delivered and you started vomiting. <laughs> and when I vomited, a, a snake came out. When I vomited, a scorpion came out. When I vomited, a worm came out. Look, you can vomit and an octopus will come out. It doesn't, it doesn't move me. It's nowhere in the Bible that when you are delivered, you vomit and a snake will come out and also a worm will come out. It's not, if something like that happens, fine, I'm not against it. But I'm saying that I can't see it in the Bible. And if it happens, I'm not against it. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. But that is not a, a reason why somebody must maybe move to another place. You must, you must grow up. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. Grow up and be stable in your mind and in your heart. Because if you are, if you are unstable, the devil will make fun of you. The devil will misuse your life. He will cheat you. He will cheat you. And, and that is why the very first step to dealing with the devil and dealing with demons is to be strong yourself in the Lord. Because if you yourself are a strong Christian, all these things cannot affect you. That's the, that's the very first step. Any leader who is trying to make you depend on him is not a true leader. I'll say it again. Any pastor or leader who is trying to make you depend on him is not a true leader. I'm not trying to make you depend on me. I'm trying to push you up to the Lord to, for you to know him yourself. For you to depend on him yourself. I'm not trying to make so that every, maybe if you have to travel. Can you smell something? How many would like a new place? You like here? <laughs> Alright. I'm not trying to make you depend on me. If you have to travel, you have to come and seek my permission. If you have to do your business, you have to come and seek my permission. If you have to do this, you have to ask me. No, if you want to ask me, or if you want to tell me, fine. And you want me to pray for you, fine. But if you don't tell me, or I don't pray for you, it doesn't mean that your business is not going to work. Where is it in the Bible that unless thou tellest thy pastor, thou shalt not prosper? <laughs> I'm not trying to let you, your whole life revolves and depends, revolves around me and depends on me. No, I'm trying to let you know the Lord and have deep roots in God. And anyone who is trying to make you depend on him, that's not a true leader. And they'll, they'll give you half of the prophecy. They'll say, look, you are going to have you are going to be pregnant by next year, but you lose the pregnancy. And the Lord says that something else will happen. But I can't say that now, so see me later. 
Then you become pregnant. Then you lose the pregnancy. Then you begin to see that the, the, the man had some other part two. There was part two to the prophecy. So he says, I should come and see him in the office. Then you go. He says, yeah, the Lord says that you are in the wrong church. And the Lord says that uh, this and that and that. But you see, I want to tell you, when you are strong in the Lord, look, you can give me the most accurate prophecy, but because I know my Bible, and I can show you, that's what I'm saying, you have to be strong in the Lord. One person who called himself a prophet came along. He came to this man of God, and he said, he came to this church, he ministered. After that, he called the seven man, he said, the Lord says that you have a diamond ring in your house, in, the, in a chest of drawers. This is a real thing I'm telling you, chest of drawers. And it is in the second drawer on the right side, at the back. And it is wrapped in white paper. Diamond ring. Very, very expensive. The man said, Charlie, there is nobody on earth who knew about that diamond ring. And so the prophet asked him, is it true? What the prophet is saying, is it true? The man said, it's true. And the prophet said, the Lord says you should give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) And because the prophecy was so accurate, Look, you, you, you will be afraid. If you ever see these things happen, I've, I've seen people fall down because of the accuracy of the thing. The guy said, give it to me. The Lord says, you give it to me. So he went, he brought it, he gave it to them. I said, it is in every inheritance that his father gave him. He gave it to the prophet. The prophet went to the next town and went to have homosexual activity with some boys over there. And it was later discovered. Then when this man found out, he said, what? So this guy is not a man of God at all. Because if he's a homosexual, he's not a man of God. And that alone proves it. Just the next week or so. And I think he was discovered or what, I don't know. And he said, Tell it, and the man has got my ring. Yeah. But you see, when you are grounded in the word, these things will not be pulling you around. If somebody comes and tells something like this, Mr. Um, they actually be afraid. Uh, they tell that you have got three sisters, and uh, one of the sisters is in Germany, one of them is in Italy, and one of them is in Accra. Uh, if you are here, come forward. And you know that it's me. I have one sister in Germany, one in Italy, and one in Accra. So I came. And when he came, they said, Yes, you work at the Bank of Ghana. Is it true what the prophet says? It's true, all accurate. So can it be that the next thing that he will say is not correct? You see, you become confused. But if you are strong in the Lord, you'll not be confused. Do you know, let me show you from the word of God that a man can have two spirits. And a man can operate familiar spirits. Go and read your Bible. When Peter saw Jesus, Jesus asked Peter, Who do men say that I am? What do people say? Some said you are Elijah, some said it's Jesus asked Peter, who do you, you, what do you, who do you think I am? What, who do you say I am? Then Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And what did Jesus say? Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. That means the Holy Ghost himself 
has revealed it unto. So the Spirit was working powerfully through Peter. Now, when you read, I want you when you go home, go and read your Bible. When you read the next verse and the next verse, then Jesus said in the next verse, I am going to suffer on the cross and I'm going to die. Then immediately Peter said, no way, no way, no way, you are not going to die. As soon as I'm alive, you are not going to die. What did Jesus tell Peter? Satan, Satan, get thee behind me. Who? Peter or Satan? No, I can't hear you. Are you here or you go? Who did Jesus? Satan or Peter? Satan. The verse before, he was being moved by the Holy Ghost to say proper things. Then the next step, he was being moved by who? Satan. Right there. When I saw that thing in the Bible, I said, wow, this is the answer. That is how come sometimes they move so accurately in the word of God, then suddenly you see them stepping. The Lord says you should give me your Pajero. The Lord says this, the Lord says this, the Lord, the Lord says you should leave your church. God will not send a man of God to tell you to leave your church. God said, it is, it is in the word of God that you are planted. The Bible says, blessed is the, the man, he is, he is like a tree planted by the rivers of water. God has plans of planting you, stability. He teaches us stability. He says that you should be rooted and grounded, not wavering and moving around to and fro. He is giving us process to stabilize us. And you, the prophets, you are coming to destabilize people and move them to and fro. That is not the message that God sends apostles and prophets and pastors to teach. Amen. So I want to say this because we need to have a good understanding of the word of God of what is going on. People do, do all sorts of things. And somebody says, are you against this? We are not against anything. We are against things that are not in the Bible. And we are preaching, let's do what's in the Bible. Let's know the Bible for ourselves. Let's have our own Bible study. Let's have quiet time. Let's pray ourselves. Let's fast. Let's believe God. Let's encourage the man of God. Let's be strong ourselves in the Lord. And that is, what, that is why we are fasting this week. And that's why you must fast. And that's why you must come for the prayer meeting. So that you will be a strong Christian. And go and somebody tells you, take off your clothes. And you are also taking off your blouse. Take off everything, including pants. Until you are standing there naked. What do you mean? Someone said, you are against, I'm not against anything. Jesus says, Satan, away. Away. I can see you, Satan, right there. And I can also see Satan working through some of these things. Amen. Amen. So the first step is to be strong in the Lord. How many are going to be strong in the Lord? That's how to deal with demons. First step, be strong. When I was in secondary school, there was a certain brother, I mean, not a brother, he was just, he came to form one. He was called Methuselah because he was, he looked much older than all of us. In fact, people said he came, he was on the Western compound and his children were on, you know, <laughs> the other compound. <laughs> so it's like he came to school with his children. So his children are from one on the other side and he's from one on this side. Now, whenever the seniors shouted for us, you know, one small boy, you know, we have to run. You know, because that's human nature. People want to exert power. You can see how such people will be if they become military dictators. 
One small boy, we have to run. You run there, and then, you, then they will say, kill the, the, the senior, just in form two, just one year ahead. He'll be eating his food. He'll say, kill all the mosquitoes around here. And he'll just be eating. Then you have to find mosquitoes and just be killing. <laughs> they will send you, go and hang this. Go and do this. Go and do this. And then they'll just shout, one small boy. And everybody has to run. One day, Methuselah said, look, this thing, I, I will do it. <laughs> so they shouted. I remember I was just by him. And they shouted, one small boy. He said, I'm not going anywhere. He said, he sat down. He sat down. He said, me, I will never go for this thing. And you know what? He, you, you could see that he's about from five or six form. I mean, he's a very big guy. And old, mature. <laughs> <laughs> so, when they called us and we ran, and they realized that he was also in the room and he didn't come, the form two boys never said anything. <laughs> they were afraid. They themselves were afraid. Because if that guy just holds you like this and just looks you... <laughs> Hallelujah! Look, when you are strong, the demons are afraid of you. I see the devil being afraid of you from today. When you are strong, the devil will be cheating the weak ones and playing the fool with the weak one. But for you, when you shout, when the devil shouts, one small boy, no way. No way, no way, no way. If you like, come. If you like, come, 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 come and take me. The guy will just hold your leg like that and then move you. That's why you need to be strong in the Lord. I see you getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. No deception can throw you away anymore. I said, no deception can throw you away anymore. No, no, no. But when God is bringing his, his men, he says, I would, you know, it's amazing. God sent his men to stabilize you and I so that we will no longer be going to and fro. And some people rather come to move us to and fro. Is it not a direct opposite of what pastors and evangelists and prophets and teachers and apostles are supposed to do? Directly opposite. That's why I thank God for Reverend Eastwood. Whenever he came to the church, he just blessed us. The church became stronger and more stable. And we were happy and we were blessed. Never had any problem with him. Never. But you invite some people, you make the mistake of inviting some people. By the time they leave you, the pastor, you'll be crying. <laughs> but I see you becoming stronger. So, uh, and you know what? I want you to buy the tapes. Amen. I want you to buy the tapes. You know, we talk about step two, answered prayer. I want you to get those tapes. I want you to get the books, buy the books, buy the books. You know, yesterday I, I heard a man of God say something. I was, I was surprised, I tell you. He said, I read four books every month and nine magazines every month. Four books a month and nine magazines a month. He said, that is my commitment to fight ignorance in my life. He said, the power of ignorance is the most destructive power you can have in somebody's life. Hallelujah. And that is why you must read, read, read. 
Ask the person next to you, please, I want you to buy, tell the person that I want you to buy a book today and read. Read something. As a person, are you going to do it? Amen. Alright, so the first step is to be strong in the Lord. Lift your hand and say, I am strong in the Lord. I am strong from today. It's not just by saying it to. What are the things that you have to do to make yourself strong? Prayer, fasting, reading the Bible, reading books, having your quiet time. Write them down. Let's write them down quickly. The things that you have to do to make you strong. Number one, prayer. Number two, fasting. Number three, having your quiet time. Number four, reading the Bible. Number five, reading books, Christian books. Number six, listening to tapes. Number seven, have you got them all? Watch videos, Christian videos, and you will be blessed. Amen. Step number two, put on the whole armor of God. Amen. And our time is up. We will continue putting on the whole armor of God next week. Stand to your feet and give the Lord a clap and a shout of praise. Have you written them down? Or you are still writing? I can see most of you are still writing. Ash. How many feel that you are more stable today? From today? More stable. I feel it too. Amen. Alright. Stand to your feet please. Methuselah. How many Methuselah Christians do we have in the church? When the devil says, one small boy, come and get demon possession. What will you say? No way. If you like, come. Hallelujah. Lift your hand. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. We lift our voice. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. Thank you for strength in your people, stability in your people, establishment in your people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you want to be born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. Lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. I want to give my life to God. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift your hand, please. Just your right hand. I see your hand. Lift it up high. God bless you. I see your hand. Maybe when we say born again, you don't understand. If you don't understand what it means to be born again, lift up your hand also. I'm going to pray a special prayer with you. God is going to bless you. All right. All those who have lifted your hands, come to the front very quickly. Come to the front very quickly, and I'm going to pray with you. Come, come to me right here. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. Come on, to the front. You want me to pray for you? You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. Take your bow, take your Bible, whatever you came with. As our voices say, you are worthy. Lord, you are worthy. Jesus, we worship and we praise your name. Hallelujah. All right. God bless you. I want you to go with these pastors downstairs. They will go to pray with you. All right. Please go this way with our pastors here. They're going to pray with you. All right. Some more people coming. All right. Go this way downstairs. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.